Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This 
is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 3. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 1st of December. Good to have you aboard. Got a fun show planned for everybody today. 
Thrilled to have you here with us. Zaslow Show 2.0. We are in week number five. Can't do any of this. None of it is possible without you guys. Appreciate you. Everybody who's been hanging out with us. The show continues to grow and grow. I love you long time. You know how it works. Thanks to our sponsors. We have uh, we have five sponsors of the show right now. I love all of them equally. And I love all of the soon-to-be future sponsors. If you want to get info on how to be a part of the show, at Zaslow Show on Twitter, you go to my bio there, and you got the you got my email address right there. Okay, you can get in touch with me. We can figure out what works for you, what works for us, and we want to get you part of the show here. All right, appreciate everybody, and of course, title sponsor for everything Zaslow Show 2.0 from day number one, from before day number one. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. Any kind of injury you're dealing with doesn't matter how the accident happened. Anajar and Levine accident attorneys are going to make sure you get the money that you need to take care of the situation. They will handle all the extracurricular stuff. You just have to worry about getting better. Let them handle all that other stuff and get you the money that you need. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. They are title sponsor for Zaslow Show 2.0. I love those guys. All right. So we were hoping that we were going to start the show today with a Heat win last night. We were hoping that the Heat were going to go into Boston last night. Now, they're, they're playing there again tomorrow. I, I, I do like how the NBA does this. You know, this was my suggestion a couple of years ago because you got the player. The NBA player loves two things more than anything else. The NBA player loves to not play and to complain. And you can knock both of those out. By lessening the travel. So when the Heat are only making one trip to Boston this year, you play the game last night, you play the game tomorrow night, that takes that takes a flight away. Boom, there you go. I mean, heck, while you're up there, the Heat should be playing, you know, all the Northeastern games. They should be playing two games against the Wizards during that stretch. That's That's four games right there. And you're already, you're already up. I mean, I guess you take a short flight over. At least it's a short flight. When you're up in, in, in the New York area, you should play both games at the Garden. You play both games at Barclays. That's four games right there. Instead of four plane rides, you take one plane ride. You spend a week in New York. You bang out all the New York games right there. So that lessens the travel, lessens the complaining, lessens the load management bullshit. But the heat last night... They're going to play the Celtics again tomorrow, and it looks like they're going to get Jimmy Butler back. It looks like Butler's going to rejoin the team. Obviously, it comes at a good time. The Heat three-game win streak is snapped, so they dropped to 10-12 and 12 after last night. But I was hoping we were going to start the show today talking about a Heat win. And not that I felt confident about it, because it's, to, it's tough to be confident going into Boston. They're 18-4 and four now. Best record in the NBA. The Heat, it's been struggle city for most of the season, even though they had won three games in a row. Like, can I be confident? No, but here's the thing. I felt that the Heat had a good chance to win that game last night, and, and they did have a chance to win that game. The final score, they lose by 13, 134-121. The Celtics are the best team in the NBA. It pains me to say it, but the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. But the Heat, I just, 
they've earned that. And that game was much closer than the final score would indicate. Jason Tatum, couple threes late. Al Horford hit a huge one as well. And all of a sudden, what would have been like a four-point game for really the entire way. The Heat kept falling behind by eight, nine points. Then they'd score six in a row. They're back within three. They're back within four. They played a really good game last night, the Heat. Matter of fact, I'd be willing to say that the Heat played that game last night against anyone else, and the Heat win that game last night. Celtics are the best team in the league right now. I think Milwaukee's right behind them. They're going to get Chris Middleton back at some point. We know Phoenix is doing their thing out west. Uh, Denver, uh, Cleveland is off to a nice start as well. Not quite the hot start that they were at the beginning of the season, but nonetheless, you understand what I'm saying. Boston's the best team in the NBA right now. And the Heat, playing that game they played last night, would have beaten anyone else. They'd have have beaten every other team in the league, except for Boston. So, I I go into the game last night. Oh, Zazza, how could you possibly think that the Heat are going to beat the Celtics? And it it shows you the difference between, you know, the, the, the two teams that are playing right now. You know, teams that played during the weekdays, Heat and Panthers. The Heat, the Heat have earned that trust from us. Now, maybe you're going to wind up being wrong and the Heat are not going to turn this thing around. I think they are going to... I, I, I felt a little bit better about the Heat recently. I got to be honest with you. I was very down on them, obviously. I've felt a little bit better recently for a couple of reasons. Number one, Tyler Hero clearly getting his shot back. He was very good last night. 22 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. He was 9 of 17 from the floor. And he's do- And as you could see, he's doing other things which is part of the maturation, that's part of the growth. Bam Adebayo is showing everybody he is a legitimate number one option. And I know there have been behind-the-scenes stuff where he wants to play his way. The coach tells him, we need more from you. We need you to be this guy. We know you're capable of being this guy. He needs to be that guy, all right? And Bam last night, again, another strong game. 23 points, 6 rebounds. Five assists. He was 10 of 19 from the floor. And we'll get to Bam in a second because he had a lot to say after the game. But the, the Tyler Hero regaining his shot and Bam's emergence, which has been needed with Jimmy Butler out. Like, this team does take the next step when Bam becomes the best player on the team. Now, not because Jimmy has taken a step back, It's, you know, age, injury, whatever. It's when Bam is surpassing him. There's a big difference there. And when Bam becomes the best player on this team, that's when the team takes the next step. And that's why the coach has been urging him, you need to be that guy. The status quo, what we've had the last couple years, that's not going to cut anymore. That's not going to take us to the next level. And I hope that Bam is starting to realize that. But I go into the game last night, again, not like confident that the Heat are going to beat the Celtics, but feeling that we got a shot. Feeling that we got a shot. And they did have a shot because they would have beaten every other team last night the way they played last night. And that was without Jimmy Butler. And that was with Jason Tatum, 49 points. I got to tell you, you know, we've been talking about Luka as far as the MVP conversation. Giannis, Jason Tatum, better mention him. Better mention him. Unstoppable last night. And if I can give some quick props to Jason Tatum, classy last night. They could have been looking for Jason Tatum late in that game. We had 47, then he had 49. He could have gone out there hunting for the 50. They let the shot clock run out. 
He was kind of standing in the corner. He wasn't aggressive to get the ball. That's a classy move by Jason Tatum. And, you know, like Devin Booker last night had 51, I think, through three quarters. It's a Devin Booker move. You know Devin Booker. Remember Devin Booker had the 70-point game when the team sucked a few years ago? Devin Booker is one of those superstar players who will hunt for the big number when the game's no longer in doubt. It's beneath Jason Tatum. Like, I hope the Heat fan noticed that. Because, look, those two teams are rivals. And Jason Tatum clearly said to himself, yeah, I got bigger fish to fry, especially against this, you know, would he like to get 50? Definitely. But I got bigger fish to fry. This is a Miami team that we're going to see down the road. We always see them. We've met them in the Eastern Conference Finals two of the last three years. I, I don't need to hunt for that big number against them. I'll, I'll, we'll see them again, and I'll, and I'll do it again in the postseason. I mean, I know we won't, but I'll do it again in the postseason. I thought that was a class move from Jason Tatum because hunting for that big number, especially against a rival team who you know you're going to see again down the road, that is beneath a player like Jason Tatum. It is. It's beneath him. I thought that was a class move. But I'm proud of the way that the Heat played overall. I thought the Heat played a very good game. I think they would have beaten any other team last night. But I go into the game last night saying, yeah, I think the Heat got a shot in this game. Because the Heat have earned that trust. They've earned that, they've earned that trust from us. The Florida Panthers play tonight. They're in Vancouver. Vancouver stinks, but so are the Panthers. Vancouver, I think, is five games under 500. Panthers are three games under three or four games under 500. They're nine, ten, and four. Uh, so the Panthers are. What are we talking there? The Panthers are uh, ten, nine, and four. Excuse me, ten, nine, and four. So three games under 500. Panthers have not earned that from us at this point. Panthers stink right now. They've lost six of their last seven games. Yep. One, three, and three in their last seven games. And I told you yesterday, I woke up yesterday. I was clearly not the only Panther fan. Not that the only Panther fan who woke up. Uh, you know, I hope all Panther fans wake up every morning. I was not the only Panther fan who woke up yesterday, went on to, to the, the Twitter application, and was hoping to see Paul Maurice was fired. And I was disappointed. And you know that's not my style. I don't call for... If you've been listening to Zaslow Show, this is Zaslow Show 2.0. If you've been listening to Zaslow Show, you know I'm not the guy that goes on the air and calls for coaches to be fired. It's not my style. I don't do that. I was hoping yesterday I woke up and Paul Maurice was fired because he has ruined my fun. You know, when's the fun going to start? I don't know that it's going to start. I have no confidence in the Florida Panthers right now. None. And, you know, I was talking to Jobocop a couple days ago. Go back uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash show, or just right here. Go back, uh, on, you know, on the podcast. Jobocop joined us a couple days ago. And I told him, like, just got to put together, like, a four or five game win streak and get this thing going. Who the hell believes that the Panthers right now are going to be able to put together a four or five game win streak at any point in the season? They stink. I'm not sure what Barkov's status is tonight. I can't imagine he flew out to meet the team in Vancouver. He's been sick. Uh, I would imagine slash hope that that it's Spencer Knight in goal tonight. I mean, Sergei Bobrovsky flopping around like a dead fish a couple nights ago. But it is a back-to-back. I think tomorrow night they're in Seattle. So you're likely to get Bobrovsky then tomorrow night. Spent, look, Spencer Knight, be the man. Get it between the pipes tonight. Shut down Vancouver. And let's get this thing going in the right direction. All right? 
get two points here tonight against the Canucks in what right now has been a winless road trip. Winless Canadian road trip. The Panthers do not have any of your confidence. The Heat, you are confident that they're going to get things going in the right direction. And I think last night kind of proved it because they were right there with the Celtics the entire game. The Panthers, like, am I staying up for this game tonight? 10 o'clock? The Panthers, you go into this game tonight, you have no faith. We'll, we'll circle back to the Panthers. I, I don't trust them. I got no, as Paul Maurice, he ruined my favorite team. I hated my favorite team, but you understand what I'm saying. He ruined it. So, hey, coming up on the show today, we're going to talk to Brian Myers. Who's Brian Myers? We haven't had a pro wrestler on the show in a while. Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins from WWE. That's uh, Matt Cardona's pal. Impact Wrestling. Impact is here next weekend, December 9th and 10th. Winter Warfare. They're in Pembroke Pines. Tickets are available now. Ticketmaster.com. Super affordable. Brian Myers is going to join the show. I'm looking forward to talking to him. And you know what else I'm looking forward to with talking to him is... You know, people would say, Zaslow, your interviews are so good these days. Zaslow Show 2.0. When you have the guests on, it's fire. And, and, and I, I say the same thing to them. Yeah, because I can see the guests now. We, we record via Zoom. And even guests who I'm tight with, when you could see them, when you're having a conversation with somebody, you could see them. Oh, my God, it's a pleasure. It's so much easier. So we have pro wrestlers on the show all the time. I've never done it via Zoom. So we're going to have Brian Myers on the show today. I'm looking forward to talking to him and just being able to see in person because wrestlers always great interviews. So if you're a pro wrestling fan, you want to make sure you listen to Zazzle Show 2.0 Wrestling Show. That's It's Still Real to Me. It's every Saturday, sometimes Sunday as well. But Brian Meyer is going to join us coming up on the show today. We're going to have some fun with him. I want to mention real quick. So yesterday, tickets for Metallica went on sale. I told you, I think we did it in big deal, not a big deal a couple days ago. Tickets for Metallica went on sale. And Metallica's, it's over two years. They're starting like in May of 2023, and it goes through the end of the year 2024. They're doing, excuse me, they're doing a, a stadium tour of North America. A bunch of cities in the U.S., a bunch of cities in Canada. They're not coming anywhere close to here. I wish they were. Like, if they could play Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that'd be awesome. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go, although I, I kind of want to go next year in August. They're playing in Montreal at uh, at Olympic Stadium where the Expos used to play. I can't believe that place still exists. It was a dump 20... It was a dump 30 years ago. When I, I, I've been there a bunch of times. It was a dump 30 years ago. I can't believe that place still exists. But anyway, they're playing Olympic Stadium for a couple years, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure... Olympic Stadium was the site of, of a very famous Metallica mishap. Now, you could tweet to me, at Zaslow Show, my guy Mike in uh, West Palm. He's a huge Metallica fan. If I'm remembering this correctly, at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at Zaslow J on, on Instagram as well. I'm an influencer, but I love responding to you guys. So you could tweet to me, though, at Zaslow Show. If I remember correctly, Olympic Stadium, Montreal, was... The very famous site of when James Hetfield, the frontman for Metallica, everybody knows that, where he was burned, where he was standing in the wrong place when the pyro went off and he caught fire during a Metallica show. Now, this was back when it, it was like very beginning 90s, I guess, and Metallica was touring with Guns N' Roses. Dual headline show, sometimes Guns opened, sometimes Metallica opened. 
And this was one of those nights. It was in Montreal, I believe, Olympic Stadium. And Metallica was opening. And James Hetfield caught fire. Obviously could not continue to do the show. He ended up, they still ended up doing the remainder of the tour. And he, he had like, like, you know, like, a, like bandages all over his hand. He couldn't play guitar. But anyway, obviously had to stop doing the show. Because he caught fire. And so their set was cut short. And Axl Rose, because back then, who was, he was a huge asshole back then. Everybody knows that. Axl Rose refused to take the stage. I guess felt like he was being upstaged by Metallica, you know? Refused to take the stage. So Guns N' Roses didn't play. Metallica's set was cut very short. And the fans rioted. It was a huge riot. I kind of like, how can you blame them, you know? But it was a huge riot. And I believe it was Montreal and Olympic Stadium. So I want to go to the show in Montreal next August at Olympic Stadium. I think it's possible. But here's the thing. Now, you know I'm the ticket ninja. My God, concert tickets, man. I told you when I used to go see Pearl Jam when I was in college, you put 18 bucks in an envelope, $18 cash in an envelope. You send it off to the fan club. Boom. You 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 hope that it got there and you get your tickets. That's right. And now, concert tickets. Oh, my God. Unbelievable how expensive they are. So, it's about, like, for a decent seat, and these are stadium shows for Metallica, for a decent seat, you're talking $500. And, like, I didn't, I didn't even blink when I saw it because it was, it's so the norm. Now, not for every band, but bands like Metallica, it's so the norm. And, and you're not surprised with Metallica that the tickets are so expensive because Metallica is like, and, and look, you're allowed to make money, all right? Capitalism. But Metallica's like the OG, give me my money rock band, right? That started out with Napster. If you don't know what Napster is, you know, if you saw the Facebook movie, Social Network, uh, Justin Timberlake played, what's his name, Sean, uh, I forget the last name. But Justin Timberlake played the guy who started Napster. When I was in college, that was peak Napster. Napster started when I was in college. We all had Napster. And it was essentially, it was a program which allowed you to steal music. We all had Napster. Napster was amazing. And Metallica fought Napster and, you know, ended up shutting him down and the whole deal. So, and the FBI was threatening to knock on your door if you still had Napster. I never erased Napster. Come at me, bro. Come at me. So Metallica's like the OG... Give me my money rock band. And so you can't really be surprised with the prices. But like, I didn't even blink when it was $500 a ticket for a decent ticket. But here's the thing. This is the part that sucks. Because like $500 for a ticket is obviously super duper expensive. They're playing two shows, Metallica. Every one of these places. It's, it's a Friday and a Sunday show. Every one of these cities. And their whole shtick is completely new show. By the way, new, they have two openers every show, and it's a completely new opener each show. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. At, like in Mexico City, Greta Van Vliet's doing one night. That's really cool. Anyway, it's a completely different set each night. But each of the, the two nights. You know, Friday's different from Sunday. Which is laughable for someone like myself who's seen Pearl Jam 25 times, and every single show is completely different. You don't have to explain that. Metallica, like, patting themselves, up, like, hey, guess what? 
two shows in your city, and we're going to play a different show. Well, that's the way it should always be. But anyway, here's the thing. They're playing two shows. They're making you buy two two tickets. They're only selling two-day passes. The pre-sale went on sale yesterday. I guess the public on sale is tomorrow. But you already know how that works. If you don't get in on a pre-sale for any of these... Con- like, there's no such thing as a public on sale anymore. Go ask the Taylor Swift fans. Go ask the Swifties. Go ask the Swifties. There's no such thing as a public on sale anymore. If you're not getting in the pre-sale... And I'm the Ticket Ninja. I get into every pre-sale. I laugh at your pre-sale codes. I get right in. I, I mean, I'll-, I'll crack that code. I'm the girl with the dragon tattoo when it comes to cracking those pre-sale codes. I got no problem. I'll get whatever tickets I want. But they're forcing you... To buy for both shows. So if the tickets weren't expensive enough already. $500 a ticket. It's actually $1,000. Because I have to buy for both shows. It's really expensive. Why do I just want to go to one show? So I got to buy for two. Which is $1,000. I'm obviously going to take my son. I'm in for $2,000. Already. And I've seen Metallica. I've seen Metallica probably four times four or five times I, I want to go but you and you also know how I feel about this kind of stuff right like that show is the one that I want to go to I mean some of these shows are in two years from now but that show that I want to go to I guess is in 10 months from now August that's 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 month number eight and if we're in November, if we're in December and that's month number 12 if I count from 12 to eight all right I think that's eight months from now you know how I feel about that I'm not plunking down $2,000 and I'm not getting my service. Like, I'm not plugging down $2,000 for something that is not going to happen for eight months from now. No chance. So as we get close to the show, maybe I'll buy it. But that kind of sucks. You got, they're forcing you to buy both shows. That's very expensive for people. That's very, very expensive. All right. Hey, real quick. I got to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors, all right? Doctors on Call 365. I was very sick last week. You know this. You could still hear coughing a little bit still. Really sucks. I'm trying to use the, uh, the, the cough button as judiciously as possible. But I don't have a cough button for the YouTube channel. I got to figure that part out. But anyway, you know I was really sick last week. So what did I do? I called Dr. Alon. Doctors on call 365. South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Dr. Alon came to my home. Gave me a COVID test. Gave me a flu test. Thank God I was negative for both, but I still needed medicine, all right? So he prescribed me medication right there at my home. Prescribed me medication. You don't have to go anywhere. If you got to make an appointment to go see the doctor because you're sick right now, you get on the phone, they tell you, all right, how's uh, uh, Wednesday, January 8th? It's in a month from now. I need someone right now. The convenience of having Dr. Alon and his team, doctors on call 365, coming to your home or your hotel, if you know where, maybe you're defending from out of town or what your work, whatever you're doing. Dr. Alon and his team, doctors on call 365, they are coming to you. What you can't put a price on that kind of convenience, all right? Now, they don't handle mental health or sexual health cases, all right? And obviously, if you're dealing with an emergency, you gotta call 911. But based in Broward County, service in Miami Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well, as of now. There's self-pay. Medicare acceptance is on the way soon. Private insurance acceptance is coming down the line. But the convenience, you're paying out of pocket, but the convenience of having them come 
to you and being dealt with right away. I'm telling you, last week it was a lifesaver for me. Doctors on call, 365.com, 786-577-9302. All right. I also want to mention, you know, we're super pumped up about the soccer, right? Super pumped up about the U.S. men's national team. A very common debate over the last couple days since the game. By the way, I was really into that Argentina game yesterday, too. Argentina wins 2-0. They advance. Messi missed a PK. Messi, come on. We're a Messi household. I think the way that the brackets shake up, shake out, if the U.S. wins on Saturday and Argentina wins, I think they play Argentina in the quarterfinals. Anyway, so... Common discussion or debate over the last couple of days, especially on the talking head shows, ESPN, FS1, that whole kind of deal. And especially because these shows aren't used to talking about soccer. I got first take on yesterday. Now people are like, oh, Zaslow, what are you doing watching first take? Well, first of all, my, my man Chris Russo was on. It's Wednesday, so I'm going to watch Dog, all right? But also sometimes... My girl Amber Wilson has been on first take. I'm going to watch anytime she's on. I'm going to watch anytime dog's on. So once in a while, I'll catch first take. And I was catching first take yesterday. And they're, you know, the main discussion, they had Taylor Twelman on with them. Stephen A and dog and Taylor Twelman. And the main thing was from Stephen A and dog, two guys who don't know anything about soccer. And I'm not trying to sit here like I'm some type of soccer aficionado, but come on. I know a little bit about a little bit. And the two of them have the whole tact where, why is this impressive? That's, that's the argument. Why is it impressive to get to the round of 16? They only won one game. They're 1-0-2. Oh, they won one out of three games. They're in the round of 16. Aren't they a top 16 team in the country, uh, country in, the, in, in the world? Which I think they are actually ranked number 16. So this isn't impressive. They've scored a total of two goals. In the three games. This isn't impressive. And it's like, it's, you see, when you watch the game a couple days ago, you could see how hard it is to win a game. It's so hard to win. It's the best competition in the world. Getting to the round of 16 is a major accomplishment for the United States. You know, is it for a team like Germany, who is in a certain kind of way today? Or a team like Argentina, or Brazil, or France? No, they're expected to do that every year. We're not those countries. The United, and it doesn't matter how you advance, survive and advance. If the U.S. wins one nothing against Netherlands this weekend, oh, I mean, they've scored three goals in four games. This is impressive. Well, shit, yeah, it'll be impressive if they're in the final eight. You get to the final 16. Like, I can't believe, I couldn't believe I was turning on yesterday and these guys were poo-pooing. Ah, this isn't anything to get excited about. Are you nuts? It's so exciting what's going on right now with the U.S. men's national soccer team. I'm so into it. It's so hard to win these games, any of these games. And how dramatic the finish was. Pulisic going penis first and scoring the winning goal. Come on, man. That shit was awesome. Don't do the whole, like, I know it's debate shows, you gotta embrace debate, but don't do the whole, this ain't that impressive. It's so impressive, and so cool, and so much fun 
that the U.S. is in the round of 16, and you got a chance now to really do something super, super special. Don't, don't do that. Don't take the tact of, uh, this is nothing to, to get excited about. You know, get to, get to the Final Four, and then we'll start to get excited. Nah, nah, nah. Right now is the time to be excited. It's so cool. So, the Dolphins, we are three sleeps away from Dolphins and 49ers. Don't forget, like I said, Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins from WWE. Brian Myers, Impact Wrestling. He's going to join us coming up in a little bit here. The Dolphins. Dolphins are a national topic every day. I love it. Even if people are down in the Dolphins, you know, like right now I saw it flash on my screen. Dolphins, even though they're first place in the AFC East, they have the second best odds to win the AFC East at 30%. Buffalo is still 67% chance to win the AFC East. Dolphins are 30%. I don't care. I, I love that they're talking about the Dolphins. I love that every single day the Dolphins are a topic. I don't care if they're down us, all right? But here's the thing. This is the stretch now where all those detractors out there, and I talked about it with man Israel Gutierrez. If you missed him yesterday... YouTube.com slash Show, or just go back and listen on the Zazzlow Show 2.0 podcast. You get your podcast on iTunes or Spotify, Amazon, everywhere you can get a podcast, you can get Zazzlow Show 2.0. I can't spend all day sitting here listening all the different places that you can listen to Zazzlow Show 2.0. Just wherever you get your podcast, that's where you're listening. And we talked about Mina Kimes. She hates the Dolphins. Dolphin fan hates her. Feelings mutual. This weekend, we got to be fair. You're a Dolphin, you got to be fair. Starting this weekend, for all those Dolphins detractors on television, now it gets serious. Most people don't believe the Dolphins are going to win this division. Like I just told you there. We're talking uh, 30% is the Dolphins' odds to win the division. But this Sunday, like I heard Canty and Carlin yesterday, that's... Uh, Chris Canty and Chris Carlin. Afternoon Drive ESPN Radio. You hear uh, uh, my girl Amber Wilson fills in with those guys all the time. By the way, things are happening for Amber right now. I'm I'm, I'm not going to announce it. She can go ahead and make the official announcement. But if you're keeping track of this stuff, Barrett Sports Media, New York Post, she's been mentioned a couple times recently. You go look up why. I want to let her make the official announcement. But uh, she is uh, just killing it. She is the best. So anyway... For people like Canty and Carlin yesterday, I was seeing clips from ESPN, and they're telling you, like, hey, we don't believe in the Dolphins. We don't believe in Tua. But this stretch of games now for the Dolphins, like Chris Carlin said, I'm going to have to shut up if the Dolphins come out of this stretch smelling like roses. This Sunday, let's be fair. And, you know, a couple days ago, yesterday, two days ago, Two days ago, it was announced, not this weekend against San Francisco, but next weekend against Los Angeles Chargers. They flexed it to Sunday Night Football. Tua versus Herbert. Oh, my God. Tua's going to take that ass. It's going to be so good. Starting this weekend, this Sunday is the first step in that direction. It's the first step in the direction where all those doubters who are still out there, now you have the real opportunity to prove them wrong. Like, the Dolphins now, for the first time really this year, think about it, for the first time this year, they got some pressure on them. Zazzle, how could this be the first time? This week 13, how is this the first time they got some pressure on them? Be fair. 
You go look at the Dolphins' schedule, okay? The beginning of the season, and we're playing playing teams like you got New England and Baltimore and Buffalo. Okay, that was the very beginning of the year. You know, that Baltimore game, the Dolphins, again, their ass kicked. They come all the way back. There wasn't any pressure that game. You were 1-0 going into that game. The next game against Buffalo, amazing win. Best Dolphin game in 20 years. They were 2-0 going into that game. Nobody expected them to win. There wasn't any pressure. And now you look at these last handful of games, right? Look at this last stretch of games for the Dolphins. Has there been any kind of pressure on them? Go look at the opponents. You're talking Pittsburgh. You know, once Tua came back, of course. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Houston. Those are the five games. That's a five-game winning streak. Wasn't any pressure in any of those games. Dolphins were not only favored, but significant favorites in all those games. Even though two of them were road games. Those are not big games. If we're doing a big game, not a big game right now, those are not big games. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Houston. Those are not big games. This stretch now coming up. These are big games. This weekend at San Francisco, 7-14. McCaffrey. Debo coming. Ayuk. Garoppolo. Bosa. I'm not going to sit here and name the whole team. Next weekend at the Chargers. Sunday night football. Potential, potential playoff matchup. You got the whole Tua versus Herbert thing. You know that. The game after that. That's the main event. Buffalo Bills at Orchard Park. This stretch here, these next three games, this is the first time the Dolphins have pressure on them this season. This game this weekend is the first big game in months. Because even though it was just, it was just week three and it was only 2-0 versus 2-0, Dolphins-Bills felt like a big game. This is the first big game since then. That was week three. That was 10 weeks ago. This is the first big game in 10 weeks. This is the stretch. This is the start of that stretch. So for guys yesterday, like I'm seeing Canty and Carlin, you know, even they had to admit it. If the Dolphins come out of this stretch now, coming up this weekend, starting with San Francisco, smelling like roses, you got to eat a big turd burger. You got to take a step back. So... This is the opportunity now for the Dolphins really to shut everybody up. Because this is a very difficult stretch of games. And now they got some pressure on them for the first time. I want to circle back to the Heat here. So the Heat lose last night. And one of the big stories coming out of the game, Bam Adebayo was great. He's been so good. Jimmy is going to rejoin the team apparently today. And he'll play there yesterday at Boston. I don't think that the, uh, the Prince, Prince William... Princess, the Duchess, whatever they call her. Kate Middleton. I love the two of them. I love the royal family. And you know I watch Suits right now with my wife. That Meghan Markle. I mean, shame on the royal family for not making... Shame on that Queen Elizabeth. I know she passed away. But shame on that Queen Elizabeth for not making Meghan Markle feel like a princess. I love that girl. And anyway, Suits, great show. The uh, Prince William. Middleton, she was there last night. They were enjoying the game. They loved watching Jason Tatum score 49 points. I didn't love it as much. But Bam was terrific. Bam gets thrown out of the game. That's right. Bam never gets thrown out of games. He ne- Maybe his first ever ejection. When else would he have been ejected? Was that? 
I need my crack research team to get on that. That may have been Bam's first time ejected. But anyway, the Heat last night shot a total of nine free throws. The Celtics shot 23. You know how I feel about that stuff. I'm not going to get here and bemoan the officiating when it comes to the free throws. Do I think that there were times, Bam specifically, do I think there were times where Bam was being held, grabbed, and they didn't get the call? Definitely. But you know how I feel. Nine free throws versus 23 free throws. You know, where does it say in the rule book that each team needs to be called for the same number of fouls and shoot the same number of free throws? I never got that memo, and it's because that memo doesn't exist. But here's the thing. When we're talking about Tony Brothers... When Tony Brothers is the one officiating the game, and he's the one who throws Bam out of bio out, a player who's never been thrown out of a game, a guy who never complains. When Tony Brothers is suspended for a game, Tony Brothers is suspended, and his first game back, you got a free throw disparity that results in Bam out of bio being thrown out of the game with 20-some-odd seconds remaining. He is a turd of an official. I've been saying it for years. He's the worst official in the business. He's suspended for something he said to Spencer Dinwiddie. First game back, throws out Bam out of bile. He is a turd of an official. I, 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 I can't believe I still have to watch this guy officiate games. Give Bam out of bio a listen for a player who never complains. Give Bam out of bio a listen post game. I mean, it's hard to you know, get a team out of out of flow when we only shoot nine free throws and they shoot 23. Uh, I feel like <clears throat> that's the deciding factor right there. I feel like we shoot 18. We in the, uh, 18 total free throws. We're in the ball game. Bam, obviously the frustration boils over at the end. We see a lot of times, obviously when a guy becomes a dominant guy, has the ball a lot, sometimes the referees let other teams get away with a little bit more. I mean, it's almost a, a testament to what you've been doing. How frustrating was it when he even spoke to it on the last one? It was kind of obvious you got grabbed. I mean, I, I, me personally, I don't, I don't really get bent about, bent up, bent, bent out of shape about, about calls. Uh, you know, my, my biggest thing is like, my mom taught me ever since I was younger. If somebody talking to you, you look at them dead in the eyes, I feel like that's unprofessional when, you know, players try to come talk to you and you don't look at them and, you know, acknowledge them. You know, I feel like that's, that has to be addressed. Uh, <clears throat> and that's conversations we don't get to see. We don't get to hear when, you know, they go in, in their corners. I feel like we should, they should be put on the podium. I have to explain. Uh, you know, certain situations throughout the game. But did, did you get any explanation on that? Or no. when you went over to talk? No. No. Uh, you know, I asked him, am I getting fouled? They tell me no. And then I go watch film, and dudes is pushing me. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, come on, bro. Like, y'all out here to, you know, make the game fair. And I'm not saying, you know, dudes don't get touched more than others. But, you know, I, I, our team shooting a total of nine free throws and we're one of the teams that get in the paint and live in the paint and you're telling me we only shoot nine? Come on, man. It's the worst official in the business. It's not a surprise it happened with him and the first game back from being suspended for something he said, too, about Spencer Dinwiddie of the Mavericks. Bam never complains, man. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and complain about the lack of free throws, a free throw disparity, even though he's right. That Well, 
you know, the heat they attack the paint so much. It, it helps when Jimmy Butler's there. I'm not going to complain about the free throw disparity. I don't care so much about that. You know my style when it comes to that. I don't, I don't like doing that. But this, this is a turd of an official, and he's been a turd of an official for a really long time. And for a player who never complains, never gets thrown out, rarely gets a technical foul, you see it all the time. These officials are so good. Look, they're the best officials in the world. But these officials, they're so good at standing there, listening to the player. You got to let him let him get out his thought. Let, let him have his say. It's part of the, the, the player-official relationship. It's going to be better for everybody when you have like a good discourse there, a good back and forth. And this Tony Brothers, forget that he's not some bit player on the end of the bench. It's Bam Adebayo. He can't stand there and look a, look a guy in the eye when he has a couple things to say. He sucks. He sucks, Tony Brothers. I, 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 I can't wait for the day that he is done. We're probably a ways away from it. I can't believe he's a crew chief. He is one of the all-time worst officials. So, like I said, back at it tomorrow night. Heat and Celtics. All right, so you know here on Zaslow Show 2.0, we love having the pro wrestlers on the show. Of course, every Saturday we have a pro wrestling show. It's still real to me right here under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella. And joining us now, we have Brian Myers here with us. Impact Wrestling is in town here. Pembroke Pines, December 9th and December 10th, next Friday and Saturday, Winter Warfare. I'm looking forward to coming down, hanging out with my son, and coming to check out Impact Wrestling. Brian, thanks a lot for doing this with us. And, and I guess, you know, one of the first things I want to ask you here is, uh, I'm a lifelong pro wrestling fan. Uh, are, are we are we in, like, the golden age of pro wrestling for pro wrestling fans right now? There's just so much out there for everyone. Yeah, I certainly think so, right? I mean, you got the, you know, the rock and wrestling of the 80s and then the Attitude Era, and then this this doesn't have a name yet, but this is certainly something that we're living in with so much going on. Um, I always say, you know, I love loved wrestling since I was five, but the, the way how, I guess, with social media, we're all so accessible, you know what I mean? I'd be losing my mind if I could have told Rick Rudy sucks, you know, you, tell me, <laughs> right. you tweet me, I suck, you could do it in two seconds, I'm going to see it, you know what I mean? That, I think there's something very special and different about that and that age we're living in, and that's just one aspect of it, you know, we're also talking about AEW thriving and WWE and Impact and all these places you can work and do and go to these indies and meet people and signings and fan fest. so it, it certainly feels very exciting and different and lucrative, which is always a good thing for pro wrestling too, so I'm there- happy be mad about it there is something interesting about all of what's come with those changes because of social media right where you know back then in the 80s you know what's termed the golden era of pro wrestling back then and when i was growing up and probably when you were growing up also but back then i mean you would never have any of the pro wrestlers acknowledging real life i mean they were out there living the gimmick i mean i read stories about how vince mcmahon bought the million dollar man ted dibiase a limousine to take everywhere he goes. So he's always the million dollar man everywhere compared to now. uh, We're all so open about, you know, this is who I am outside of the ring. What do you make of the differences there? I I appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate for what it was, you know, because I think that was part of it's the success of old wrestling of the past was people believing so much. Um, But I do appreciate as someone who's involved in it, you know, that uh, I can say, Hey, this is, who I am on television, but not, you know, you know, Tom Cruise doesn't, isn't every character he plays, right? You know, he gets a pass. He's Tom Cruise and he's doing these characters and we're the, we're the same thing. And we, and we should be perceived like a movie. You know what I mean? You should 
go and watch it and suspend your disbelief in that moment in time and enjoy yourself and be entertained by it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think now that, you know, it's just a different side of the coin that we're being honest and open and, and so are the fans. And um, I think they're going to I think they're getting the best of both worlds. You know, what I mean, you know, you get to live in the moment, enjoy the things. And then, you know, we get these documentaries and books later on that tell you what was going on behind the scenes. I think there, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, it should be enjoyed. So you said you were five years old when you started to love pro wrestling. I was six years old when I started to love pro wrestling. Do you remember, like, what was the moment? What hooked you at five years old? I, me- I mean, I remember everything very vividly. So um, my older brother brought home a VHS of WrestleMania six, And I'm like, you know, that WrestleMania six poster with Warrior and Hogan facing off and lightning, whatever. It's just an epic. Even to this day, I have Champion it. versus champion. Yeah, title I for title. Proudly displayed in my... Uh, my man cave, if you will, to, to kind of remind me of why I got started in this whole thing in the first place. But it's just so epic. And the whole the whole show just captivated me. I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? It was just so larger than life. And then uh, the first thing I remember watching live, and since I was only five, it was The Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series 1990. And I was my parents wouldn't let me stay up that late or whatever but my brother went to a friend's house and he slid in the old vhs and pressed record and, and he brought it home to me so when i woke up in the morning i got to watch it and see the undertaker's debut and the uh the disappointment that was the gobbledygooker and all that stuff like i have, viv- <laughs> I have, I have vivid memories memories of that and it's just never left me were you like the kid watching that for the first time on the vhs were you like the kid who very famously in the crowd when the undertaker makes his debut and the kid i mean he looked like he was probably 10 years old he looked scared seeing well, the undertaker ter- terrified of the undertaker and, and to be honest i think this most scared of a pro wrestler I ever was was papa shango because i was a big warrior guy and all the tricks he was oh playing he's making him. a puke you know I'm, I'm six at this point six or seven and i'm <laughs> very concerned about what's going on yeah why the black blood is coming out of his forehead and stuff you know for me when i was six years old and my first you know foray into it was wrestlemania three and i thought macho man was the most devious person alive he took a ring bell and he cracked Ricky Steamboat's larynx. This yeah, is like the most evil didn't, man. Didn't there want is. him to speak ever again. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most evil man there is. Uh, I love the 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 action figure podcast that you have, the major wrestling figure podcast. What what was the idea behind that? I mean, I have two kids, but and and we have a ton of wrestling action figures downstairs. I'd like to say that they were collecting them and not me, but it was also kind of like me collecting them, yeah, even though that, I'm a grown up. That, that goes both ways, pal. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So, so it's just funny. One of the gateways to my wrestling fandom was that those WWF Hasbro's literally came out at the exact same time that I discovered wrestling. So it was like simultaneous. You know, I was already a little kid and I liked toys and I liked wrestling and it was just kind of went hand in hand. And it really like propelled my fandom, you know, and like my creativity. And I sit and play on the floor and come up with my storylines and my federation and all that thing. And then, like, kind of sadly, that just never ever left me. I loved like that whole aspect of like being in charge and being like a booker and buying all these guys. And then, you know, you go through the Jack Sears and all this stuff and things like that, uh, all the way up until when I got into the business. And then it was like this dirty little secret that I was in my closet about that I didn't want anyone to know about. <laughs> right. And I met Matt Cardona at wrestling school when we first started, and we were very standoffish with each other because we were so similar, and we saw each other as, like, competition. And uh, Mikey Whiprick, our trainer, uh, put us together, uh, you know, against our will, and then that was, like, the icebreaker. We both kind of connected the dots, and I'm like, wait, you collect wrestling figures? So do I. And that was what, like, cemented our bond and, you know, our whole rest of our careers. But but then it was still our, our dirty little secret now that we propelled into the main roster and, and so forth, and... um. 
you know, we just never stopped and we always appreciate it. Like, you know, once we got axe of ourselves, obviously that's a huge, you know, milestone and a bucket list type thing. And, uh, it just went on and on and on throughout our careers. And then one day Matt was just like, Hey, do you want to make a podcast of this? And he asked and he asked, and he asked, and I kind of thought like, you know what? We're sitting in the car talking about this shit anyway. We might as well record it and see what happens. And honestly, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. So thank God he came up with it because it's, it's really, uh, it, it's changed wrestling figures forever but it certainly changed my life forever i mean it's been it's been just epic i can't say enough about it and the thing i'm most proud of is what i just kind of you know touched on like now people it's like it's cool to collect wrestling figures it's not anybody's dirty little secret everyone's very open and honest about it and uh it's a very very fun hobby it really it really it's the same thing when it comes to being a pro wrestling fan too because when i was growing up being a pro wrestling fan was my dirty little secret. This is my thing that I like that everyone else thinks is really corny. I'm not telling anybody else about it. It's my thing. But if I meet someone else who I find out also likes my dirty little secret, we're instant best friends connection. now. Yeah, yep. instant connection. Yes. Yeah. yeah if, I, if I was in high school and I saw someone in the wrestling show, I'm like, whoa. You know, it was like, yeah. got to talk to that guy. And, then, and it would always usually, we'd always hit it off, you know? What do you think? Well, like, it's it's so much more accepted now, mainstream, to be into pro wrestling. Uh, I'm certainly not embarrassed anymore to tell anybody that comes with age, I guess as well. But do you think that, that they're too. like, like what was, was there a turning point you think over the last 15, 20 years where somehow it became like totally acceptable, totally mainstream. Um, I, I think a lot of it does have to do with kayfabe kind of being dead. Right. You know, it's cause it's, it was the people going, that stuff's fake though. Right. Like you get a little less of that than you, than just, Hey, enjoy it. Like I said, like any other movie or show that you like, it's the same exact thing. Chill out, pal. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> instead of that initial argument, you can just talk talk about it kind of freely. So I think that's the big leap, right? The big thing that changed over the years, you know? Do you both ways because the boys were protected it forever too, you know? Yeah. And that went away. Do you get insulted when you hear someone say it's fake? I'm more embarrassed for the person that's asked me the question thinking like you've gone through life in this day and age with it, the internet and television and all these things and you you still have to ask that i it's like i i have a wrestling school so when people show up and like they're so clueless i'm just like man like there was no youtube when i was a kid getting into this like to find the information that i needed to without a trainer or somebody telling me was almost impossible mm -hmm. you could literally go on youtube for free in seconds and find documentaries and backstage things and like really get a grasp of what goes on and how how this whole thing works right so for you to be so ill-prepared and want to be a wrestler it's just like I'm, I've almost already like washed my hands of you, to be honest with you, when, you, when, <laughs> when you're that far off. But yeah, that like this day and age when people ask me that, I'm more embarrassed with the person there because, you know, I have nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, I've traveled the world more times than I can remember. I've made a lot of money. I've made some of the best friends and relationships that anyone could ever have in their life. And I, I have memories and things will let, you know, I live a very satisfied life. So it's like, if you think it's just funny, haha stuff because it's not real, whew, I can't relate to you, you know? Brian Myers and Impact Wrestling are here in Pembroke Pines, December 9 and December 10, Friday and Saturday night, Winter Warfare. So you're a family man. Uh, how does it work with all the travel? Uh, it, you know, it, it must be difficult. Like, how do you make all that work? Uh, it's tough, man. It, it, I can't bullshit on that one. Like, you know, you're going to miss things. It's just kind of the way it works. It's cool having like the limited schedule I have with Impact and then being my own boss with my independent bookings and stuff. And I can kind of say yes and no to things instead of be there when you got to be there you know i do have that luxury from time to time but of course it doesn't always work out and you miss things and uh it's tough it's not easy at all you know but that's part of the business i tell people all the time like 
if you want to be a really successful wrestler and never leave your town, good luck. Try, because it's not possible. You know what I mean? Wrestlers travel. They make towns. They make dates. And uh, that's just part of the business. It's part, you know, it comes with the success. So. And what about with your kids? Like, do you have to protect them where it's, hey, daddy is never in trouble. He's safe. He's going to be okay. Like, how does that work? So the current situation is kind of funny. My, uh, I have a five and a half year old and a two and a half year old. Uh, neither could have cared less about wrestling until about May. They came to one of my shows and just like this light bulb went off where the, it's just become the coolest thing ever. Like, Did that make you proud? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was, I never thought there'd, you know, ever be a moment where they cared, you know, they're, they're girls and is like, I just didn't expect it, you know, and I wasn't pushing on them by any means, but I'm going to certainly enjoy it while they care. I mean, I just picked up, uh, my five and a half year old from school and she knows tonight I have to coach at my wrestling school and she's like, can I come, can I come? And she comes now and so she's that like interested in it. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. That's very cool. Uh, who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, there, so many, too many to name. Ultimate Warrior was the first one that really captivated him because he was just so goddamn larger than life. You know, you see, you see him at five years old, and it's like you don't mm-hmm. care that he's spewing gibberish. You don't even know, you know. Uh, and then beyond that, it was the Rockers, Texas Tornado, Mister Perfect. Those are the the ones early on that I was like super into. The Rockers never tag team champions. How is that even possible? Well, technically they were. They, right. They were, the match was so abysmal they couldn't air it. But um, yeah, amazing. Crazy. Amazing. It all, it, it all worked out for uh, Sean. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's complaining about that. Do you, when you're not on the road, do you stay away from watching any kind of pro wrestling? Like, I'm, I mean, it's Zaslow Show 2.0. It's a sports show here in Miami. I'm not watching sports all the time at night. Like, sometimes I do want to get away from it. Uh, no, I'm pretty sick in the head. I'll watch, I watch wrestling like every single day. I mean, not to mention, I have to be like, I'm basically a uh, action figure dirt sheet reporter you know i'm I constantly going like AEW is new. you know i have to like know all this stuff for my show and my content you know so i'm attached to it that way you know what i mean if like you know someone's getting a figure for the first time and there's news and stuff so it kind of loops itself into but i'm also just i've literally been so madly in love with wrestling my whole life it just it has not gone away and it's so strange and difficult and hard that the second i don't love wrestling i'll just probably not do it anymore you know what i mean like there's no point because it's so unique and difficult like if you don't passionately love it it's probably not for you you know what i mean do you do you feel a rivalry with other promotions or do you really genuinely hope that just everyone has success no i i want everyone to thrive you know that'd be foolish because you know that creates opportunity everywhere for everyone and at this point now i have so many friends in the business i have so many students in the business like what that would be just a foolish thing for me to to not wish that upon everybody you know but it wouldn't have been like that 20 plus years ago, right? Like if somebody in Impact hears that Brian Myers is, you know, friends with someone in WWE, they, they probably wouldn't like that very much, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think the boys have always kind of been the boys. That's that To me, that's one of maybe my favorite thing about being a wrestler is the camaraderie. You know what I mean? You know, you're doing things with people and experiencing things. Like you said, you know, missing birthdays and things like that. You know, hey, I travel with Heath Slater. I know he knows what that's like. You know, I mean, you can kind of find that that fellowship, you know, because they're going through the same stuff. So the dirt sheets, I don't read any of that stuff because I don't want anything spoiled for me. Like I wouldn't watch. I like watching Game of Thrones, too. I don't want to read the script to the show before I watch this week's episode. So, yeah, I don't like knowing any of who's going to debut. What's you know, where's the storyline going? Do you as a wrestler pay attention to that kind of stuff in the dirt sheets? And if you do, 
what percentage is completely fabricated? <laughs> right. Uh, so, like in high school, when I first discovered that, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I'd be like, yeah. what? So and so's coming to WCW. And then as I got into the business, and I realized that it's like, man, I would say 75% bullshit. It's like, well, what's the point? You know? Um, so I, I've really just gotten away from it, like almost completely, like, I mean, 0% at this point. Um, but I do understand the excitement of it. I mean, I, the, I, if I ever use a dirt sheet, it's to like look up results of something to see if so, what the show was never like what's going to happen. And most of the time I know, like I have so many friends everywhere and so many group <laughs> chats or whatever the hell is going on. Like I pretty much know it's very rare that I'm, if I'm, if I don't know that I feel like nobody knows, you know what I mean? There was a well-kept thing. I don't know. How did, uh, how did your losing streak in WWE come about was it organic was it a planned no, thing a, a dirt sheet article like you just said uh, people were tweeting it at me i was like on the road whatever and making some some loop and uh fans were tweeting me this article i don't know who's, who wrote it. it was a dirt sheet article about how i've lost 100 matches in a row and instead of being upset by it i went wow that's definitely true you know <laughs> so then i brought it to the writers and i kept begging like let's run with it it's like there, maybe there's something there it's better than just being the guy who randomly loses all the time i'd rather be like the biggest loser and it it worked beyond my wildest dreams man i'm glad you say it like that that you see it as a positive thing because because my younger son anytime the name kurt hawkins gets mentioned he a thousand percent always knows who you are and he's never going to forget who you are because of that streak it, it uh, there was points like and i'm not i don't need to like really toot my horn here but sometimes on WWE live events it was like one of the most like crowd reacting acts going on in the night because people wanted they started to feel for me that i started to get sympathy for one and then they wanted to be there and say okay i was there and kurt hawkins won you know people were rooting me on it was like an organic babyface turn came out of it i mean like honestly it was beyond my wildest dreams of how successful did i envision it going 269 losses and ending at wrestlemania no never but it i mean it was i'm just proud of myself to have that i had the foresight to not be like most people would be like oh, i've been losing and be sad about it. i was like oh let's, let's turn this into something you know what i mean but like i said we're all characters like i can be this losing streak character that's that's a thing now winning at wrestlemania is obviously like amazing and a dream come true but like were you cool with the streak ending yeah because like that's like a dream scenario right yeah. i i used to never think about it ending because i didn't want to drive myself nuts so i just you know i I'd like had like a cheat code to the business i kind of like took politics out of pro wrestling i would walk in and be like What's your finish? Cool. I'll take it the best possible way I can. You know, awesome. You know, like I know I'm losing. So like there's no there was no like hurt feelings, I guess, you know, um, and I could and that the WrestleMania thing, it all just I mean, it all happened so fast. That, that was not the plan. You know, it just kind of was one of those crazy things. When you're in front of a crowd like that, I mean, that WrestleMania is probably like 70, 80,000 people. Like, do you have to calm yourself down like the nerves, the anxiety? Or are you totally cool? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. Just kind of like, um, it's almost like the anticipation of of any match. You know, you get the nerves and the excitement, and then once kind of like the bell rings, or you take that first bump, you kind of go into like whoosh, tunnel vision work mode kind of thing. Brian Myers and Impact Wrestling are here, December nine and ten, Pembroke Pines Winter Warfare. Uh, who is your favorite current wrestler to watch when you got free time? Oh, good question. Uh, I have to shout out MJF, the current AW world champion that I trained. Um, you trained so, him. How about that? Yeah, very proud of him. And I do enjoy his work. And he is, you know, one of the best in the world right now at what we do. He's absolutely killing it. Um, from a fan standpoint, who do I like to watch? Great question. 
I like to watch Heath Slater, but that's for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, uh, Eddie Edwards is one of my favorites uh, to be in the ring with and watch. I just, I just think he's phenomenal. What is the uh, is is there still a big goal out there for Brian Myers before you're done with pro wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I've already been uh, the Impact Tag Team Champion, but I would love to be Impact Tag Team Champions with Matt Cardona. You know, the major players. I think I do truly feel we're the best team in the company, hands down, and we we deserve to be in that spot. And uh, I think the ultimate goal since day one that I've been in Impact has been the World Heavyweight Championship for sure. Uh, Brian, this was uh, this was fun. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Plug the plug the podcast again, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. I love the it. Major Wrestling Figure Podcast drops every Friday wherever you get your uh, podcasts and uh, give it a sh- give it a shot. You know, most people think, oh, I'm not really into wrestling figures. It's 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 about a lot more than just wrestling figures. So uh, give us a chance, check it out. You might be highly entertained. I promise you. What's the wrestling figure? It took you forever to get your hands on, and you finally did uh there's tons i i collect all the original ecw ones autographed so i got chris candido pretty easily and then the other tough one was mike awesome because he's passed on but i eventually got it a few years ago that was a whole holy grail and i completed that collection and then i moved on to autographed wwf hasbros which i have a up to like 80 now and i'm i'm i still need like 20 or so but pretty nuts how many do you have total all your action figures it's impossible to tell you. Impossible. Thousands? Thousands. Yeah, no no way to even. I wouldn't even waste my time counting because <laughs> my life's too good to sit around and count toys all day. It's awesome. This was great. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Check out Impact Wrestling. We're coming, baby. That was fun. Excellent job there by Brian Myers. I, 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 love, talking to the, I love talking to the pro wrestlers via Zoom. That's the first. They're always great. Always great interviews. That's the first time that I've been able to do it face-to-face, like unless they've been in studio. I mean, I've had several wrestlers in studio, but the, the Zoom makes it so easy. He was really good. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, Impact Wrestling next week, Friday and Saturday. I think I'm going to try and go Friday night. It's it's here. It's in Pembroke Pines, really close to me, Winter Warfare, Ticketmaster.com. And of course, all guests who join Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. You know, it's a refreshing German lager in a can. European roots with a Caribbean soul. Johnny Cuba's a lifestyle brand. Come on. And you go out right now, Sedano's, Winn-Dixie, Presidente. You get yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. I can't wait till the show's over today. I can go right out back if I want. I'll sit on my patio right by my pool, Zaslow Mansion Backyard. Crack open a can of Johnny Cuba. Yo, pass me a Johnny. That's what that's what I would say if my wife was home, but she's not home, so I'm just gonna do it by myself. I sit over there, crack open a Johnny Cuba. Go pick up a six pack right now. You got special holiday prices on six packs, and you you know I love hot sauce. Oh man, my guy Juan he said to me when we were talking about Johnny Cuba, Yo Zazlo, do you do you like hot sauce? Do I like hot sauce? I love hot sauce. Well, hey. You got Johnny Cuba hot sauce made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. That, that's what I'm talking about. I'll put hot sauce on everything, all right? So Johnny Cuba, that's our beer. Go pick up yourself a six-pack. And remember, stay tranquilo. All guests on Zazzo Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. All right, so Dolphins were just a few days away. This is a huge weekend for your favorite football team. You know this. My favorite little football team, your favorite little football team. You got the Panthers back in action tonight. I have no confidence in them. They are in Vancouver tonight. They are not fun to watch anymore. It's it, Here's the thing. He, here's the part that's so frustrating. 
we're a niche. It's a, it's kind of a niche sport hockey, but to be sure, we're a niche market. And even though the way last season ended was so disappointing, I was so angry. That's because I'm a hardcore Panthers fan. The Panthers, even though they've been around for 30 years now, I think this is year number 30, even though the Panthers have been around for 30 years now, they are still struggling to grab that fan base to get their attention. Hardcore fans like me, you got me no matter what, even when the team stinks like right now, even all those years the team stinks, you got me. I'm not going anywhere. But to get that casual fan and hook them forever, last season was that kind of season. Not just because they were awesome and they scored the most, you know, they they had the most points, they were the President's Cup winner, but it was the style of play. They scored the most goals. They were fast and they were super exciting. And I understand Paul Maurice comes in and it's like, you can't play like that to win in the playoffs. Okay. But we can't completely abandon that style of play where we went... From a team that was so fun and just kicking the shit out of teams, especially at home, to now, we're boring, we don't win anymore, and, and just, like, it's not a fun style. And in this market, when you're on the vert, like, they were so hot and you're, you're going to capture these new fans, and now to just completely abandon that style of play, and now we're boring and losing... It's such a killer for this market. It's such a killer. It's so frustrating what's happened to this team. And I'm not like an expert when it comes to coaching and coaching styles and scheming and all that stuff. But it really seems like Paul Maurice has ruined this team. It really does. So I have no faith in them tonight. And it's a loose sleep game because it's at 10 o'clock. Really frustrating, man. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. That's not frustrating. All right, big deal or not a big deal. Every close of the show, we tell you if it's a big deal or if it's not a big deal. I'll I'll tell you what's a big deal. You want to know what a big deal is? This Sunday, come and join me at Briny Irish Pub. BrinyPubPompano.com. That's my new spot for watching Dolphin games. That's a big deal. Come join me this Sunday, 4 o'clock, Dolphins, 49ers. How about this? The first 10 people... That come up and say, what's up to your boy? Come right up to me. You dap me up. First 10 people will come up to say, what's up? Beer on me. How about that? Beer on me. First 10 people this Sunday, Dolphins 49ers, who come dap me up. Come say hello. Come say, what's up? First beer on me. That's right. Briny Irish Pub. BrinyPubPompano.com. The world's greatest upscale dive bar. So easy to get to Atlantic Boulevard, take it all the way to the ocean. Don't crash into the ocean, park by the ocean, and right there, Briny Irish Pub. By the way, this Saturday, 10 a.m., United States, Netherlands, World Cup watch party, world's greatest upscale dive bar. Come hang out this Sunday, Dolphins 49ers. Like I told you, BrinyPubPompano.com. But you come say what's up to me. First 10 people come say hello on Sunday, Dolphins 49ers. First beer on me, on your boy. That's a big deal. That's how we start big deal, not a big deal. That's a big deal. All right, big deal or not a big deal? I was kind of late to the party on this one. I just saw it yesterday. I want to make sure we give it some love. So the Detroit Lions, Amonra St. Brown, receiver. You know who he is, had a great rookie year. But also, how about giving us great 
Zazlo Channel material. Now, you know what Zazlo Channel is. That's all the videos, the sappy videos that make us feel good. It's kids uh, uh, adopting a puppy. It's step-parents adopting their kids. It's military family reunions. You know the drug. It's, it's a deaf kid who gets the hearing aids and can hear for the first time. Zazlo Channel, it's your one-stop shop for the best videos, all right? You'll fall down a rabbit hole real quick on the Zazlo Channel. I'm still looking for funding. Get at me. All right, but Amonra St. Brown providing the excellent Zazlo Channel material. Here he is before the game going up and meeting what he says is his biggest fan, going up and meeting this kid who was recently diagnosed with cancer, hugging, taking pictures. The kid's crying. Give this a listen. What's up, bro? How you doing? What's your name? All right, Lucas. Lucas, nice to meet you. Yeah. He just was diagnosed with cancer a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yes, sir. Of course. Yes, sir. Yeah. There you go. Yes, sir. Take care, bro. Yeah. All right, Lucas. Take care, man. You got it. Nothing can stop you, all right? Yeah, come on. That's a big deal. What else do I got to add to that? Nothing can stop you. That's right, Amonra St. Brown. Good on you, man. You made that kid. You didn't make his day. You made that kid's life. Great job at Amonra St. Brown. I'm a fan now. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? How about the Cover 2 podcast? So the Cover 2 podcast is with cousins Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. Bryant McFadden's been a regular guest on Zaslow Show. We should have him on Zaslow Show 2.0 sometime soon. But uh, all things covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. So their most recent episode, now Patrick Peterson used to play for the Cardinals. And Patrick, Brian McFadden doesn't play anymore. And Patrick Peterson said on the show, they were talking about Kyler Murray. It kind of stinks, right? But they were talking about Kyler Murray. Quote, Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. That's just a matter of fact. And this was Peterson and McFadden. They were discussing about how Cliff Kingsbury is going to wind up being fired. He's going to be the scapegoat as a result of everything that's going on right now. And then in, in a tweet that was posted from All Things Covered, Kyler Murray then responded on Twitter with, quote, this isn't true. You on some weird shit. Patrick Peterson, you got my number if you really felt like this as a big bro or mentor. You're supposed to call me and tell me, not drag me, so your podcast can grow. Okay, hold on. If he's supposed to call and talk about it with you instead of it being on the podcast, what's going to be on the podcast? The podcast is for him and Bryant McFadden to talk about things and the way that they feel and the league and players in the league and the teams. If we're just calling everybody instead of talking about on the pod, like this, does Kyler Murray understand how podcasts work? This is not a big deal because Kyler Murray seems a bit naive. And also, Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden are 100% right. Kyler Murray, besides that he's not very good, Kyler Murray absolutely gives off the vibes that Kyler Murray cares about Kyler Murray, and that's it. All right, so it's not a big deal. Number three, big deal or not a big deal? LeBron James yesterday. Here's LeBron James after their game last night against the Blazers. The Lakers won a rare win for the Lakers. And here's LeBron James after the game. He's a former Cowboys fan now, he claims. Now, we all know LeBron James, he's uh, he's bankrupt as a sports fan. Totally bankrupt. You look at all the teams that he loves, it's all the teams that were the best in the 90s when he was a kid. So, he's a totally bankrupt sports fan. 
but he's not a Cowboys fan anymore because he doesn't like uh, some of the things about Jerry Jones, uh, standing for the anthem, that kind of deal. And he's very upset right now because Jerry Jones has been in the... Well, Jerry Jones is always in the news, it seems. But Jerry Jones has been in the media, in the news lately, because there has been a picture of him circulating from back in, like, 1950 when he was a 14-year-old kid. And he's, like, an onlooker there while black kids... It's during segregation. And while black kids are, like, not being allowed in the school, it's, it's in Alabama, I believe. Like, that's, that's where Jerry Jones went to school. It's in high school, obviously. He was 14 years old. But it's right in the thick of segregation, a really terrible time in our country. Um, and that picture's been circulating. And so it's it's been a topic recently. Here is LeBron James after his game last week. I was thinking about Lamar I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones phone. When the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like this black man, this black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, some every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's actionable every single day. It seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago, and we all made mistakes. I get it. It seemed like it just been buried under, like, oh, it happened. Okay, we'll just, just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it. All right. So, where do we start? I think here's where we start. Now, 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 this this is a big deal because. LeBron's just dumb. LeBron is... Let, let's get it straight. And, and the media's always out to get everyone. It's, it's this nefarious plan. You know, I get bullet points. Here's a little secret. I get bullet points every morning as a member of the media. I get bullet points every morning about the things we, we are supposed to talk about and the things that we're not supposed to talk about. And we're out, we're out to get. We're, we're out to get everyone. Here's where we're going to start. So LeBron wants the NBA media to talk to him about an NFL owner. That's what he wants. He wants NBA media to ask questions about an owner in a different sport. That's what we're talking about. Now, maybe my recollection is wrong, but I don't remember a single question being posed to anyone in the NFL about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's in the NBA. NBA players are going to be asked about that situation. Jerry Jones is in the NFL. Jerry Jones has been asked about it. It's been talked about. He mentioned how you know, he talked about the picture, said he was curious. That's what it goes back to. It's been talked about and continues to be talked about in the NFL. If LeBron James wants to open things up, is this where it's stupid? If LeBron James wants to open things up, where 
We're going to ask him. We're going to keep that same energy. But we're going to ask him about everything and anything. Hey, LeBron, make sure you answer questions about China. Like, LeBron's never going to live the China thing down. It's it's always going to be a terrible look for him. He's never going to live it down. And if LeBron wants to be asked about everything and anything, wants the media to have that same energy that they had for Kyrie Irving, you know, an NBA player who you played with in your sport, then, hey, somebody's going to ask about China today. Let's talk about it, right, LeBron? Let's do it. Let's talk about it. And here's another thing. If LeBron thinks it's remotely the same thing, a picture of a 14-year-old from 70 years ago, right in the middle of segregation, a terrible time in our country. If you think that's the same thing as a grown man in Kyrie Irving in the year 2022, refusing to denounce anti-Semitism, you're lost. You're lost. You're lost. So this is a big deal because now LeBron has totally opened up Pandora's box and he could be asked about anything and everything. And that right there is another edition a big deal or not a big deal. All right. Are we going to stay up for the Panthers game tonight? 10 o'clock start. Down to nothing. I got to shut that baby off. I get tired. Anyway, can we start the show today with a pan- tomorrow with a Panther win? Can we start tomorrow with a Panthers win? It's a heat game day. It'll be a football Friday. We'll be just a couple sleeps away from Dolphins taking that 49er ass. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. All right. Good job by Brian Myers joining us. Love having the wrestlers on Impact Wrestling next Friday and Saturday, December 9 and 10. Ticketmaster.com right here in Pembroke Pines. Thanks, everybody involved in putting together a great show today. You all did excellent work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team 
help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.